This is the Mercy Talk podcast. Mercy Talk is brought to you by Mercy Multiplied. We exist to encourage, equip, and empower both men and women with the same biblically-based principles we've seen work for over 35 years in our residential homes. If you want to find out more, head on over to mercymultiplied.com. Hey friends, and welcome back to another episode of Mercy Talk. We're so pumped to be back with you guys, and I'm joined by my two friends and cohorts, uh, Julian, I'm pointing to him in a box, and Aaron, this is so fun to do this. (laughs) Hey guys. (laughs) This is always the part of the show where we're like, you wait, and it's especially interesting when you're not in the same room, and you've got like- right the tech delays and all of anyways by now everybody is an expert at zoom etiquette or at least what to expect with zoom so thank you for your grace (laughs) and patience (laughs) Uh, but we are so pumped to dive into what is going to be um for right now the last episode regarding emotions using the resource from Chip Dodd, which we have um, really loved utilizing. And it's a great book. If you get a chance to go out and get it, we've all kind of been plugging it. It's called uh, Voice of the Heart. And his um, counseling center that he founded, and that's incredible resource, is here actually in the Middle Tennessee area. It's called Sage Hill. And they have some wonderful resources, including a rad a rad, rad, rad podcast, like very, very insightful. So if you get a chance to check it out, it's super, super good. Um, but I'd say like this whole thing has been surprising in, in some respects, like some of these emotions that I assumed were going to be really heavy. Um, they actually were kind of, um, it was kind of delightful, (laughs) not delightful, but it was surprising in a good way to discover that yeah there is a there is something on the other side of that um I'd say especially mm. for me like loneliness was one we talked about this um not too long ago just that you know that loneliness to be with the Lord that loneliness to be with others even with yourself and then creatively to make and express um I just I thought that was such a great uh kind of like prompting that when hey you feel this way stop and ask yourself, you know, what is it that I am searching for, hungry for, seeking for, instead of getting lost in um, the opposite of, of, you know, solitude, which is isolation. And anyways, we could go on about that, but I'd love to know from you. Oh, well, mm-hmm. you got to say, you know, Julian didn't call it isolation. He called it isolation. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, I think I echo uh, your takeaway, Rachel, um, because um, in, in terms of like reframing how we think about loneliness. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the cool thing about this series is I, hopefully our listeners have been positioned to um, work toward reclaiming a mm-hmm. lot of the emotions that uh, typically seem uh, as if they only have negative connotations, as, yeah. as if they only have uh, negative, negative implications. And while a lot of these emotions that we've been kind of unpacking can, you know, uh, while they can potentially be rooted in negative uh, origins um, and and then result in negative symptoms, the emotions themselves, um, I don't know, there's been a really cool prompting or or exercise to to reclaim them within the context of scripture and how God intended those emotions uh, to be lived Mm -hmm. out in our lives. And um, again, I hope it's not a cop-out, but I want to piggyback off what you said, Rachel. The, the mm-hmm. loneliness episode yeah. was one that really just kind of resonated with me. Yeah. Um, you know, and um, 
for a lot of different reasons, but uh, I think I mentioned this in that episode, but being an extrovert, um, it just kind of uh, forced me to reframe this whole idea of loneliness. Um, And hopefully that a lot of our listeners can begin to uh, work toward reclaiming a lot of yeah. these emotions, particularly loneliness. Yeah. yeah. Good you know, you're, you're talking about that reclaiming. I don't know if I would have put those words to it before, but I think that's exactly what I've been able to do through this mm-hmm. series. This one's been very timely for me personally. You know, we're not just talking about this podcast stuff and not doing it ourselves. And so I think I've been very open on the podcast that I do not love emotions. And yeah, everyone's laughing. I love you too. Yeah, it's real. It's real. But I felt this invitation. I don't know if it's because it's quarantine time or not, but I felt this invitation recently um, the last few weeks from the Lord to go deeper with him um, uh-huh. in relationship. And I don't know if this quite makes sense, but this series seems to be opening up opportunity for that. Mm-hmm. That wasn't there before because I didn't realize I was defaulting to these impaired emotions that actually repel relationship. That's and so crazy. learning to sit in these emotions, it, even, you know, they're not negative, they're neutral. So then I don't have to feel bad about being in them. Sure. Then as I sit in them, I'm able to, to find this deeper place of relationship with the Lord, with others. Um, so it's been, it's been very impactful for me. I'm not going towards those numbing emotions anymore. Or if I do, I can identify it quickly. Like, yes. okay, that was, that was isolation. That wasn't solitude like we've been talking about. I mean, it's just been really, really good. It's providing me a lot of time. <laughs> quarantine, I have a lot of time in quarantine yeah. uh, to do that. So it's, it's been really impactful for me personally. Yeah. I'm going to uh, real quick add one last thing, if that's yeah, okay, if I might, Rachel. Um, you just reminded me that um, one of the things I confronted while we were, um, you know, going through this series is the, um, the, the reminder that we're all image bearers. And if we ever feel like we're unraveling or, or, or like we're suffoca- suffocating under the weight of a particular emotion, um, I think it would do us all best to pause and remember that we are created in God's image. Uh, our emotions are of God. What's important, though, is to not stay angry or to yeah. not stay fill in the blank. Yeah. Um, you know, but understanding that, hey, I'm an image bearer. Um, yeah. Like, do I wow. actually understand the, the the implications of that? that? That's huge. What an honor. We're all image bearers of God. Yeah. Like, that's huge. And not image bearers um, so. once we get our act together. Yeah, yeah, but we're exactly. image bearers. We have it in us now. The things that we're yeah. experiencing, if we yeah. experience them, you know, in a, in a good way, yeah. they do show God. Yeah, that's right. That's good. Yeah, no, that's so good. I love that. I love how that, even you saying that point, Julian, just reminds me that he has made us a whole person, not just, hey, what you can do by your own, you know, in your own physical strength or, you know, what it looks like when you are have everything all together. Um, anyways, I just love that. So again, referencing kind of what you said, Aaron, we're learning this stuff right along with everybody else. Like, I mean, hello, we're all in quarantine <laughs> as well. But regardless of that, we're all, um, you know, in different ways, journeying with Jesus and learning some of these same things. So today is no exception. I, I really am excited, excuse me, about where this is going to go because gladness is the emotion that we're going to focus on today. And if you go, hallelujah, praise the Lord. No more sad emotions. Let me just sigh of relief. Sigh of relief, man. Let me just (laughs) warn you that this one was 
was way surprising. And I know I've said that probably about every single one um, because we're not talking about, and Julian will get more into this in a minute, we're not talking about like happiness. We're not talking about that feeling you get when you know your favorite show is having the finale. This is something deeper, richer, um, built over time and actually something that cannot be built um, without weathering these other emotions. So Erin, would you kind of mind setting up what is gladness? Because everyone's like, yes, happiness, here we go. <laughs> Finally, something <Yeah>. right. <laughs> no, I am I am so up for setting this up. I, you know, you might think, do you really need to unpack gladness? Isn't it just, you know, being glad? No, it is so much more. You're so right, Rachel. It's been so cool to learn about. And if you take the time to listen to what we're gonna talk about today, um, pulling from Chip Dodd's material on gladness, it will be less elusive to you. Yeah. When you unpacked gladness, it becomes less elusive. You can, anyways, here we go. Gladness is defined by Chip Dodd as a state of possibility. It's the capability to live life on life's terms without moving into the impaired emotions. So ultimately, it's bearing life well in a variety mm-hmm. of circumstances. Um, if you haven't talked about gladness a lot, uh, maybe in, in a Christian context, you might call this joy. Is could be another thing you can relate it to yeah. because joy also not dependent on our circumstances all of the time. Now, you can be glad in good and bad circumstances, so don't want to get that confused. You don't have to be miserable to experience (laughs) gladness. Right. (laughs) You can also be having good experiences and experience gladness, but let's keep moving. Um, The next thing to mention, and this may sound confusing at first as well, gladness is a derivative feeling, Mm -hmm. uh, which means that in order to experience it, you must first learn to deal with and process the other feelings we've talked about. Some of those that you may say are more negative. We are totally with Chip Dodd though, neutral feelings, (laughs) solidarity. (laughs) Some of the feelings like sadness, loneliness, anger, fear that we talked about to experience gladness, you will likely go through a lot of these other emotions maybe first or process those well to access gladness. Um, It comes from learning to move through these emotions well. And Chip Dodd explains that to do this, Oh, this one's going to be hard. It means being dependent. Mm. Mm. We all love being dependent on others and not on ourselves. <laughs> uh, but it does. It means being yeah. dependent because in being dependent, you are expressing your needs to others. You're being dependent on God, expressing your needs to him um, in a healthy way to those around you, expressing your, you know, you don't want to be codependent on other people, right. but in a healthy way, being dependent on other people, expressing our needs. We see this. You won't believe where in the bible Ooh. always what do you know pulling it's like wasn't expecting like god that. knew what? what do you know okay words of jesus this is in the beatitudes in matthew 5 3 jesus says blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven mm. this is like humility being humble and that you need things and i would say that those who are humble those who are poor in spirit when they express their needs, they do see the kingdom of heaven, not later, but right now on Mm. earth because their needs are met. And that's the kingdom of heaven that all of our needs would be met. And so uh, you can't experience that without being dependent on others. And in that dependence, you'll find gladness um, by being dependent, by telling other, being honest with your emotions. We talked about that as a practical takeaway a few weeks ago, um, being honest with how you're feeling. So the alternative (laughs) to being honest and open is to pull ourselves up by our bootstraps, do it all on our own. We try to live in this full gladness on our own power without going through these other emotions, but instead 
um, my guess is you'll fall into the impaired emotion, which I don't want to talk about. So somebody else will have to talk about <laughs> impaired emotion. Nice, seg- nice segue. Yes. Oh, yeah. A lot of us have associated gladness with feelings of happiness, excitement, thrill. Um, a lot of these things are counterfeit, are passing. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't have a lot of depth uh, to them. Um, but however, gladness mm-hmm. is, is multi-layered. Mm-hmm. We have mm-hmm. to remember that it, it is a multi-layered um, state that we have to understand. So let's start with what it's not. Um, or again, as Chip Dodd refers to as the impaired version, like Aaron hinted at. Um, and then we'll pivot and look into uh, the gift that it's trying to lead us toward. Mm-hmm. Um, so in his book, Voice of the Heart, uh, Chip shares about um, being full-hearted in life. Um, and that means that you have fully faced and processed your own feelings, fears, thoughts, etc. But he says that if you don't live full-hearted or full-heartedly in this way, you will, like any human, still want to live fully. But yeah. the way that you'll try and do that will be to live in excess through other means. Oh. So, um, you know, whether that's, you, you know, your, your stomach, your diet, um, or uh, via sexual means, um, or really any kind of other avenue or path toward achieving a temporary high or fix. Yeah. Um, it's really basically the lust of the flesh uh, in a nutshell. Um, now, that part shouldn't come as a surprise because we know Uh, that people can be sexually involved and not experience what true intimacy is. Mm -hmm, And conversely, uh, so many many of us eat until we're stuffed, but never have that feeling of uh, being fully uh, replete or satisfied, uh, if you will. Um, And, and, you know, it's this one is uh, especially the food one. I'm a foodie. Mm. I'm sure a lot of people listening here, and, and it's okay to be, an appreciator of fine cuisine. <laughs> um, but I, I, I have noticed that, and, and it's something that I would have never described myself as or, or described a, myself as having a weakness or a bent toward this, but um, I run to food for safety more often than I think I realized. And preparing for this particular podcast forced me to like evaluate mm. that as I was looking for um, you know, some kind of anecdote to share along with this point. Um, and so I, I, I wonder how many of you listening, uh, to this episode resonate with that. Um, yeah. you know, that, and it's so easy and, and, it, and, it, and it feels like it's a sneaky way that the enemy can lure us into depending on something other than yeah. God, because mm-hmm. God created food, mm-hmm. God created, yeah. you know, uh, so, so, so on its surface, it seems like it shouldn't be this thing that, that we're necessarily abusing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for me, f- far, far too often, it's become a place where I've run to, mm-hmm. um, to, uh, experience counterfeit. Yeah, um, that's good. You know, you're gladness. using it. You're using it as a replacement. Exactly. So where you would have sought relationship. Yes. You seek it instead. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Especially within, within the context of, of a marriage. Um, sometimes it's easier to run away from the problem and address it head on with your partner mm. and just, you know, have a fix with some food or, or whatever, a midnight oh, yeah. snack, whatever it may be. Um, and it, and it, it becomes anti-relational, like you're saying, Aaron. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so real quick, last thing, um, we referenced this earlier, but it's important to remember happiness. The word happiness actually comes from the word happens. 
mm-hmm. which means exactly that, that it, that it just, it, it happens. It's not necessarily a consistent thing. Whereas gladness, on the other hand, can actually be experienced in the midst of pain. And I so appreciate uh, Aaron unpacking that earlier. Um, so you're glad, for example, that your kids are growing up, but maybe you miss or long for when they were younger. Um, or maybe, you know, you're really excited and happy when you graduated from, from college, um, but you find yourself missing and longing for that particular season mm-hmm. in your life. So that's an important distinction to kind of keep at the forefront of your mind um, throughout this in- entire conversation of gladness. That distinction is really important. Yeah, I mean, that <laughs> distinction. And Julian, thank you so much for just diving in about separating that impaired emotion yeah. and bringing on awareness to it. I think it's okay for us all to take a step back. You're not evil for having experienced sensuality mm. apart from your heart. You're not evil. You're human, you know? And and taking a moment just to say, okay, that was, that was not me experiencing myself as a whole person that was me cutting off one part of me maybe the physical part and and letting myself try to experience some form of gladness through that Mm. um I would say during quarantine it's unlikely that any of us have gotten away without doing that at least once in (laughs) some form Uh, I already mentioned my Netflix binge so we don't have to go about that again (laughs) Julian was talking about Um, that was like feeling the heat over here brother okay (laughs) Did you read my mail? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's real. It's real. And yes, all those yeah. things, food can be good. Just every time you, you know, eat, you're not evil. <laughs> every right. time you watch Netflix, not evil. Right. But it's just assessing why yeah. you're why you're feeling why you're going towards that and are you going mm-hmm. towards it for a negative reason. So that's right. Uh, we'll keep going in. Let's get back to happiness. Let's get back yes. not happiness. Gladness. gladness different from happiness <laughs> yeah. positive side of gladness um we're going to talk about the gift that mm. gladness has to offer us so each of these emotions we've gone through them they have an impaired version that we just talked about and the gift mm. and a lot like julian's just mentioning the gift that gladness has to offer us is joy with sadness mm. You're like, is that what Julian just said? Yes, <laughs> joy with sadness. It's those combination things that you can experience um, a celebration while you're also sad for what's being lost. Like, mm-hmm. like he was mentioning with kids going away uh, to college, you also have to mourn all the years uh, that, mm-hmm. that they're no longer gonna be in childhood. Those are gone mm-hmm. and that's okay. They were good, good for the kids to be grown. That means you're accepting life on life's mm-hmm. terms. Mm-hmm. When you say, I can be glad and sad knowing that this part is done. Let's keep digging into that because I still feel a little confused as I'm even talking <laughs> about it. Hey guys, Rachel here. We're gonna get back into some more practical tools in just a second, but for a minute, I wanted to remind you that if you know of somebody who needs to hear this message of hope and peace found only in Jesus, you can share it with them whether on Facebook, Instagram, through text message, however it works best for you. Social distancing does not have to disconnect us. We'd also love to hear from you in the coming weeks. So if you have specific questions or topics you'd like to hear us cover during this COVID-19 crisis, we're gonna stay fluid and flexible and break away from our normally scheduled series. So send us a message at mercytalk at mercymultiplied.com. And finally, I'm sure you already know, but Mercy Talk is a donor-funded podcast. So if you're able to give in this turbulent time, you can do so by going online at mercymultiplied.com. This not only helps us to continue sharing free content and resources like this, but helps us to share the message of hope and healing found only in Jesus Christ with those in our residential counseling program. 
I think we, like we just said, we can agree that life is a mixture of happiness and sadness, highs and lows. Mm -hmm. um, and we just talked about that example. I want to use one more example, just again, to try to bring clarity. So for me, I would say that I experienced gladness um, when I got this job here in the outreach department. <laughs> so I'd already worked somewhere else at Mercy Multiplied and in changing positions at work, I applied for another job and I got it, which I was super glad about. And in that, I also was experiencing some sadness because mm -hmm. it meant changing positions at work. It meant leaving my old team. And I had to mourn those, that changing relational dynamic that I wouldn't see them each day. And so in that, I was glad I had the joy of getting my new position, but I also had to walk through that sadness. And when I did those together, it was gladness because I was living life how it actually was, not how I felt it should be. Mm. Um, another thing, I feel like this is a setup. I'm so sorry. I have to do it. Hey, do it. Inside out, y'all. Inside out. This movie. The movie. This I have to say life. it. You know, <laughs> you know those little memory orbs? Yes. That they have an inside out. She yes. has these little memory orbs. And at the beginning, when she's younger, they all start out just one color. They're either yes. joy or their anger or their disgust or their yes. sadness. They have all one color. But then at the end of the movie, they become multiple colors. I think that's the perfect visual for this. Yeah. That that joy and sadness, that joy with sadness, that blue and yellow orb. So then, you know, at the end, we see the main character. She's sad initially after she lost the game, but it's that sadness that leads to her parents comforting her and her team celebrating her. And so then that becomes a memory that is joy and sadness together. Yeah, that's um, so I think that can be a good way to say this. Um, like I said, it's living life on life's terms, this mm. gladness. Um, that we're talking about highs and lows basically it's saying it's not always okay but I'm okay yeah yeah that's good not and always I, okay but I'm okay but I'm okay I that's good and I think uh, one thing that has helped with that clarifying piece for me is you know that homesick feeling you get sometimes especially as a believer going man this moment feels so good and it feels so right why can't it always be this way like why can't it always yeah why can't we always, you know, feel like it's a reunion or, you know, like yeah. friends coming over and eating and staying till however late or whatever. But the, I think the idea there is, and Chip talks about this too, is that we're not home yet. And so we do have wow. this internal longing to be where we were made to be. And so experiencing mm -hmm. that, you know, that gladness, I was, you know, really that bittersweet of this is beautiful and I love it, but why can't life be like that all the time? Wait, because I'm not home yet, you know, in a, in a sense. So that kind of made sense. But I, hey, girl, use all the inside out analogies. You know, we love movies, and I especially love inside out. It's one of my favorites. Um, but on that same line, I guess what has been interesting with this whole gladness thing, especially in this situation we're in, I had a light bulb moment this week prepping for this podcast. Um, and we've been talking about Philippians four kind of woven all throughout. And when I started reading about sadness and gladness and joy, even in the midst of, of pain, it was like, um, Philippians four kind of came to life in a new way. And, and I just sensed the, the spirit saying that's, that's what, um, I can do. I've learned the secret of being content and, in every situation, in every circumstance. That's what we're talking about here. Um, that's the kind of joy. That's the kind of gladness. Um, and I thought, oh my gosh, yes, Lord. Like, teach me that. Teach me that even in wow. 
this, this chaos or what feels like, uh, you know, the situation that I would not have wished upon the world. Lord, teach me um, that I can still find contentment because if I have nothing else, I have the best thing and that's you. Um, and mm-hmm. I, the other thing that has been really good in this too is just this, this re- remembrance, I guess, that, that gladness in the midst of pain or sorrow is going to cultivate gratitude um, or it can cultivate gratitude if we allow it to. Yeah. You know? um, and that's such a game changer too. And that's even what Paul was doing is saying, hey, I may not have this, 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 but I've got the most important thing and that's Jesus. And so I have been convicted to look at my life this week and go, okay, I don't have this anymore. This isn't regular. We all, you know, just want to, well, I say we all, I'm assuming, but I know a lot of us would be okay with like a big group hug right now. Um, yeah. But all that to say, um, at the end of the day, we we still have many things that we can be grateful and thankful for. And actually dwelling on those and saying those out loud and writing that down helps to cultivate that gladness in our hearts. Um, yeah. I would just love to know, I know, Julian, you're going to kind of bring us into this practical piece, but I don't know if yeah. that resonated with any of y'all, but... It does. And, and honestly, I think we'd be remiss if we didn't read that scripture yeah, you um, that, that you referenced. Yeah. Philippians 4, 11, verses 11 through 13, Paul says, I am not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content, whatever the circumstances. Verse 12, I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. Mm-hmm. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, mm-hmm. whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. And finally, verse 13, I can do all this through him who gives me strength. Um, just love that. I'm, yeah. I, I just, you know, we, we can't reference that passage and, and not, you know, read it even if yeah. very quickly. Um, so uh, with that being said, um, here's the big practical uh, takeaway. Um, that's the the through line for all of our Mercy Talk oh, episodes, yes. having yes. some kind of practical takeaway for, for our listeners. Um, so um, here you go, guys. This week, we want you to grab a pen and a paper. And um, honestly, an, an even more ideal situation would be having a notebook or something or a journal that you can have whether on your person or, uh, you know, at your nightstand, something that is intentional. So, you know, I, I with, with, you know, just a simple college ruled line sheet of paper that you might have a tendency to just, you know, lose track of it or maybe toss it. So sure. be intentional about whatever it is that you're grabbing to, to jot this down with. But what you're going to do is make two columns. And in the first column, uh, we want you to list out things that have been particularly hard for you in the season. Mm-hmm. And the second column is going to be specific things that you are grateful for. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'd even say things that have caught you by surprise that you're grateful for. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so really anything, there, there doesn't have to necessarily be this huge qualifier for this thing, these things that you're grateful for. Yes. Um, honestly, it can be it can be Trader Joe's ice cream. It can be yes, that sir. you got to FaceTime your niece. It, you know, whatever, whatever it is, um, we don't want to put a qualifier on this, on this thing or these things that you're going to be particularly grateful for. Um, so keep that in mind, but have easy access to this, this notebook or this list. Mm-hmm. Um, and every time, uh, throughout this next week, really commit to a week that you experience moments of wanting to escape your current situation, write that down, whatever it is that you're mm-hmm. experiencing in that moment that is particularly hard, write it down. And then conversely, in the next column, 
write down something that you're grateful for in that exact moment as well. Um, this is a really, really good exercise, even beyond being in this time of quarantine yeah. where things seem, uh, you know, particularly difficult. Um, I know for me, having uh, a journal and journaling is a is a very uh, cathartic but real way that I can experience god's felt nearness because i don't know about you guys but i'm never more aware of just how good our father is than when i'm in the practice of writing down all of the ways in which he has blessed me and my family and my loved ones i mean what what a radical (laughs) awesome way to experience his goodness amen yeah that's good julian Julian, I'm i'm so glad that you mentioned that you said that it's not just inside quarantine but outside of it too you know this whole session that we've been having on gladness in quarantine it applies outside of quarantine (laughs) as well Um, it's a great tool our whole emotional health series it applies to both ways that's right Um, and it's been a great series to go through i've loved talking about emotional health and if you haven't listened to the other podcasts that we did earlier check them out they are good yes you might think oh but it was a negative emotion no it is positive because there's a gift it has to offer you um, I'll say one more thing before I officially close us out. Um, just was on my mind to say that while we're talking about gladness on this podcast, you can still experience happiness too. Yeah. Yes. We weren't saying happiness is bad. No. We were just saying gladness is not happiness. It's not dependent on what happens. Right. So if something really great does happen, be happy about it. But if you're walking through some of these other different emotions, you can also have gladness as you walk through those. So just wanted to throw that in before we go. If you have not seen, you can stay up to date with everything that's going on with Mercy Talk and with the outreach department, which is who hosts Mercy Talk at Mercy Multiplied. You can do all that through Mercy's Instagram. That's right. Mercy Outreach now has an Instagram account. It's Mercy (laughs) underscore Outreach. We would love to have you following us. We hope you guys have a great week and when you get to that instagram you'll also see that we're hosting a keys to freedom boot camp every week we still have five more weeks of that boot camp so you can see that on there too have a great week may god bless you join us next month for another great series here on mercy talk bye guys bye guys we're so glad you joined us today We'd love for you to head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. You can also find previous episodes there. Mercy Multiplied is a nonprofit organization completely funded by our donors. We're incredibly grateful and couldn't do what we do without them. If you want to find out more how you can partner with us financially, head over to mercymultiplied.com.